it's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl, back in action. Here we go. Here we go. Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting from the tippy top of the world famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who is not running away with the Republican nomination for president. Yo, Donald Trump was supposed to be dead in the water by now. Wrong. They are now scrambling in the Republican Party as Ron DeSantis falls to third in South Carolina. Trump flat out killing him in Iowa. And everybody who said, everybody in the media who said the guy's got no shot to beat Joe Biden. If you like Biden so much, name three of his complete sentences. We are well on our way right now to a rematch that I don't know that anybody wants, but it might just be the rematch everybody needs. We're going to talk about it today. It's a busy day on the show. Uh, Wesley Hunt's going to be here. He's a superstar representative from the great state of Texas. We're also going to be talking with Daniel Turner, who talks about uh, the latest round of climate activism out of the White House that is now coming for your water heaters. Biden sucks. Isn't it amazing that the Democrats like to tell you when it comes to, like, pro-life or abortion, the government needs to stay out of our bedrooms. Dude, the government is in every other frickin' room of our house filming an HGTV show. I think he's got a point. They're banning gas stoves, they're <laughs> water heaters, anything you can think of. What kind of car you can drive, it's crazy. But we will restore order. Uh, it's going to be a big Monday. 888-788-9910, the phone number if you want to be a part of the program. As always, we have one rule. Okay, you are not beholden to any ideology on this show. You can agree. You can disagree. I don't care where you come from. I don't care what color you are. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care how dumb you are. No, ma'am. You can be a Republican. You can be a Democrat. Just don't be a. There it is. Happy Monday, everybody. If you watched uh, Fox News Saturday night this Saturday, this is for you. Thank you, thank you, thank you to everybody who tuned in, and thank you to everybody who messaged me with kind words, even the ones who send the not-so-kind words. You need, like, a rough stage dad to kind of keep you playing good ball. And a shout-out to Uncle Ted Nugent. Uh, we'll get him on the show again soon. Uh, I made a promise to him after our interview Saturday night that he could come back from Ted Quarters and beam in to address the Fox Across Americans who frequent this show and make it fabulous. Uh, we had just an absolute great time. You know, for me, TV and radio, it's kind of the same gig. It's just fun to me. Uh, it's too, I'm too busy enjoying it to know whether it's hard or, you know, whatever. That, if there's pressure or there's stakes, you just show up and do the damn thing. That's, you, you know, as they say in sports, you play the teams on the schedule. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Well, according to the early ratings, a lot of you dug it. So thank you, thank you, thank you. But let's focus on my actual job, uh, which is radio. And uh, there's a lot going on on the radio as we get underway today. It's something I wanted to talk about really quickly. I'm going to throw out a question, and uh, we will get to your calls today as this show progresses. We've got two guests coming on. It's going to be kind of a back-and-forth day because there's a lot of subjects I want to get into. But the question I have for you is, are you voting for Trump? Has your vote changed? Are you all in for Trump? 
Because the reason I ask, okay, is we're a long way. We're a long way from Iowa. Okay, first vote doesn't get counted till January. Okay, as of now, Trump is winning by like 50%. Okay, people are panicking enough internally in these campaigns that DeSantis is firing people simultaneously. The fact that he seems to be taking a step back in the public eye has emboldened Tim Scott supporters. Tim Scott, a guy you know I love quite a bit, uh, is now announced a 40 million dollar ad buy out in Iowa. Now, the polls don't show it in this moment, but the Tim Scott campaign believes they do have the momentum if they were going to either a position themselves as a Trump alternative or B, I guess in a worst case scenario, position themselves as the Trump vice president. Now, I know for a fact that isn't Tim Scott's goal, but I want to know You know, has anything over the course of this summer changed your opinion one way or the other? Who are you voting for? Very basic. We haven't done this in a while. 888-788-9910. This is a national poll we're going to take. If the Republican primaries in your state were today, who would you vote for? And I want to know why. Because what I think is happening is Trump continues to get indicted. Okay, we've never had a president get indicted once in the 247 year history of this country. Okay, it's now 247, same age as Joe Biden. Uh, But we've never had a president indicted once in our history. Trump is now on the verge of his third indictment. If his own reporting is true, and we will ultimately expect a fourth one down in the state of Georgia. What the hell is the world coming to? But what people seem to be noticing is a rally around the flag mentality where Trump's base is hardening, but other Republicans aren't gravitating to the alternative candidates. And I think one of the main reasons why is because they realize just how dirty the Democrats are getting ready to fight in this election, meaning they don't know that there's somebody tough enough, that there's somebody as battle-hardened as Trump, and that at the end of the day, if this is going to be a street fight, we want our scrappiest guys in that ring. I'll break you in half like a little toothpick. Trump is the most vicious counterpuncher we've ever seen in political history. Now, I didn't say you like, I don't care. who's You like his part, you don't, I don't know. I want to know your answer. Are you voting for Trump? If so, Why? Uh, If you've moved on to another candidate, if so, why? We do this on this show very rarely, okay? We're doing it today because there was so much talk over the weekend. Uh, I was on Fox News Saturday night. I was on with Lawrence Jones previewing that in the 9 p.m. hour. Tonight I'll be on with Jesse Waters in the 8 p.m. hour. There's so much talk in every green room I walk into right now about when this big shift is going to come. You know, it's kind of like when Secretariat won the third leg of the Triple Crown at Belmont in 1976. You know, a lot of people, 78, by the way, right? Did I get that wrong? I owe you better. Uh, But stick with me. Secretariat got out to such a huge lead, and everybody's like, ah, the, you know, back, the back turn. No, the home, no, no. They were expecting him to fade, but he ultimately ran wire to wire and just outclassed the field by, you know, half the track. Okay, the way it's set up right now, Trump has what seems like a 50-point lead over this field. I don't know that a third indictment or a fourth indictment has any more impact than the first two did. And if, in fact, it does have an impact, it might be to make his poll numbers go up, as the first two have. Okay, you would think a guy running for president under criminal indictment would be facing a major liability. 
But the reality is when people look out at our government right now, when they look at the Department of Justice, when they look at the intelligence community, they've seen them actively interfere in our elections. So their prosecutions of Trump don't come with any credibility. Okay, we now know in hindsight the Mueller probe was a scam. The Mueller probe was designed by the Clinton campaign, Russian collusion was, as a counter-narrative to her private email scandals. It was made up by these sick people. And we know that. That is true. Like, that is for a fact true. The first indictment in Ukraine, okay, the first impeachment in Ukraine, the Democrats straight up impeached him to stop him from looking into what Biden was doing. That was all the work of Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi is a total dingbat. Okay, what was the impeachment about? Trump, he was threatening to withhold aid from Ukraine. That's impeachable. Here is Biden threatening to withhold aid from Ukraine. I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. They said, you have no authority. You're not the president. The president said, I said, call him. I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting a billion dollars. I said, you're not getting a billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was, what, six hours? I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. Huh. Got no. fired. Ah, so Trump allegedly threatening to withhold aid is impeachable. That's Biden flat out saying that he did. He should be behind bars. Trump was impeached for wanting to look into exactly what Biden is on record as doing. And the point I'm trying to make here, and this is the issue that everybody hoping to defeat him at the ballot box by using the criminal justice system is running into. It has no credibility anymore. That's the problem. No one believes when they keep seeing this two this two tiered standard of justice in our country. Okay, when people know Russian collusion was fake, when people know the Hunter Biden laptop was confirmed by the FBI one year before they denied us the right to look at it in the run up to the 2020 election because they themselves were telling us that it was Russian disinformation. That's not right. Not only is it not right, but it's election interference. Okay, they withheld potentially damaging information to the Democratic candidate. They denied the voters a fair view of the field. That is election interference. And when you realize they're that hell-bent on stopping him, you realize nothing's beneath them when it comes to stopping him. That's why Trump will never believe the 2020 election was legitimate. In all honesty, I don't have the physical proof that it was stolen. I don't know that. We voted in an unprecedented manner. They changed the rules because of COVID. It allowed them to juice turnout in a way we'd never seen before. That does not necessarily mean it was stolen. It means they may have changed the rules and kind of taken it legally. But the point is, one way or the other, nobody trusts the outcome of that election, knowing how many other times they tried to rig the game against Trump. So I don't know that he'll ever buy into it. And as we sit here now getting ready for the next election, I think the credibility problem doesn't lie with Trump. It lies with the people prosecuting Trump for mishandling classified information. Donald Trump, not the first high-level politician to mishandle classified information. I'm Hillary Clinton, and I approve this message. But did Hillary Clinton get prosecuted for it? The answer would be no. How about Joe Biden, who didn't have a presidential security clearance when he left 10 years worth of documents from his time in the Senate in his garage? Any prosecution? The answer would be no. Weird. Okay, 
He left documents in the Penn Wharton Center, which, oh, by the way, got a $50 million donation from the Chinese Communist Party. You don't think for $50 million they had access to the Joe Biden Center? You don't think with a straight face that comes with a either a key or, you know, some type of uh, listing of the combination lock? You want to tell me they didn't have access? Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. Okay, the truth is there is a two-tiered uh, standard of justice when it comes to Donald Trump, and it's why none of these indictments are hurting him. Okay, that being said, you have a choice in the next election. I want to know what it is. We've got a lot of you on hold. We're going to get to you now. Gil is in Clearwater, Florida. Yo, Gil. Hey, how are you, sir? My man. What's going on in Florida? Sounds better than New York. I will say that. (laughs) Well, we just had uh, some rain, but uh, heat is about all that is going on in Florida. Heat, like all over the country. Yeah, yeah. I (laughs) I was down in Clearwater like a month and a half ago. Yeah, it was Gil. It was nice though. I don't want to. I don't want to hear it about the heat. You know what the heat is here in New York? It's like people's crack pipes. It's bums peeing in the street. I'll take heat from the sun any day, Gil. But really quick, uh, are you sticking with Trump? You flipping to DeSantis? You doing something else? Well, I'll tell you what. I actually supported Trump from sixteen as I was selling the screen caller. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked. Uh, I worked the ground. Uh, you know the. the uh, Get turn out the vote. Uh, I also worked the uh, 18 uh, midterms again okay. in 20. I worked for uh, the Trump, uh, not directly for the Trump campaign, but through the RNC. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll be honest with you, you know, I kind of changed my mind about Trump and I was leaning towards DeSantis because he's a great governor. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you know, although. <laughs> Although the, there's so much going on around Trump, I think that what this country really needs is a CEO back in charge. Because at the end of the day, this country is a corporation. It's a company. And you have to have someone who is battle-tested, that knows what to do, take off running uh, from day one on their next trip. Otherwise, I, this country is gone. I, uh, listen, I, I'm just- I actually think this is a really good analysis. You know what the problem with the CEO metaphor is? I agree mm-hmm. with you that we need a CEO and he's a good CEO. The problem is there's so many lousy employees in Washington. <laughs> That's the oh, problem. God. You don't, even, you don't you want to don't see the performance even. reviews for Congress and all of these bureaucrats. Right. But- You're preaching to the choir. <laughs> I, I listen to these, to these fools all the time. And I am just, you know, I think that the Republicans have the biggest problem they could ever dream of, and that's messaging. Yes. They, they don't know how to message. I really don't understand No, on, so Can I tell you something, Gil? People. That is spot-on uh-huh. analysis. I know you've worked, you said, for the RNC. Hang up with right. me now because i got to go to commercial. Go apply again. They need you, Gil. Do, do it for the American people. There goes Gil. There we go. More of your calls after this on Fox Across America. Critics are calling it the show of the year. Personally, I think we got hosed on that call. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Hi, everybody. It's Brian Kilmeade. I want you to join me weekdays at 9 a.m. East as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and, of course, what you think. Listen live or get the podcast now at briankilmeadeshow.com. Quick straw poll on the 2024 election here on Fox Across America, 888-788-9910. If the Republican primary were held right now, who would you vote for? We got an update via text from my cousin Cindy, who should count twice, because by now, this time of the day, she's drank enough that she's seeing double. 
Cindy says she will vote for Trump even if he is in solitary confinement, which he might be. It's going to be the smallest inaugural address in the history of the country, uh, but she is down. So let's get back to the phones. Ren is in Idaho. Yo, Ren. Hey, how you doing, Jimmy? Buddy, you know I'm heading your way. October uh, 28th, Saturday night, Idaho Falls. Are you going to be around? We're, we're absolutely going to be there. My kids are doing backflips over you coming to town. Oh, we're that's a big a deal. Time. Oh, we're hanging out. We're gonna get we're gonna get breakfast at Schmitty's. Like you name it, it's all going down, Ren. So we'll talk about it hey, later. I'll tell you what. They take you to breakfast at Schmitty's. You hook up with us. We'll get you the best steak we have here in Idaho. Well, I ain't saying a word, Ren. You're speaking my language. Uh, give me. <laughs> who's gonna win the primary? I don't know that I'm gonna live that long if I keep hanging out with you. But who's gonna win the? Who are you voting for in the primary? Oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be Trump going away. I'm sure. Wow. Okay. Listen. I, I got to tell you, everyone in the political class expected it to change by now. I think it's another example of them being out of touch with regular folks because regular people don't prioritize what the political class does. And I think that's the challenge they're going to run into. I mean, right now it is. It's very much 1973. Secretariat won the Kentucky, the uh, Belmont wire to wire. Uh, Trump, I don't know, man. He may win this thing wire to wire is what I'm saying. But let's follow up as we get closer to October because it sounds like you owe me a steak, young man. Hey, I'll tell you what, I, uh, we know where to go, so we'll be looking forward to you to come to town here when you come to old uh, Rich Broadcasting there and old Rich Meekham over there. And, yes! Uh, and uh, we'll have a good time. It'll be a good night. Yeah, no, me and Meacham are going to get nuts. No, bring some bail money. All right, Ren, we'll talk soon. You're the man. Bill is in Maryland. Larry Hogan territory. What's up, Bill? Hey, uh, the only thing that really makes uh, any carries any weight with me is who can win the general, mm-hmm. and right now it looks like DeSantis. Well, listen. Uh, the thing is, I don't, I don't disagree. I think, I think DeSantis or Tim Scott could win the general personally, but I don't know if they're going to get a chance to do it. You know, this, the lead is crazy. So Trump is up over DeSantis in Iowa by 38 points and he's up about, yeah, go ahead. You want to know what's scary? Uh Uh-huh. What if they uh, do knock out Joe and uh, drop in somebody like Michelle Obama? They won't, though. You want to know why? She she doesn't actually, I mean this, Bill, she doesn't want to run for president. She wants nothing to do with that. They have such a cushy life. I know people people come up with that, but I'm telling you, they're so loaded. And you know what the one thing they don't want to do is campaign. They don't want to be around the little people. Like, they hate people. You can't, I, I know a lot of people who know them. And the other issue Michelle has is all of those chubby little kids that she took french fries from their school lunches 10 years ago, they're now old enough to vote. And that's going to come back to haunt her if she runs. Well, we'll just have to, have to hope because we can't afford another Democrat uh, administration. No. Uh, I, am, I am with you. Uh, all right. Spot on analysis. We'll do it again, Bill. Thank you for the call. 888-788-9910. If the Republican primaries were held today, who would you vote for? We'll get to more of your calls after this when we come back on the Big Bad. One and only high-flying, death-defying, internationally renowned, keto-approved, gluten-free Fox Across America. Out of the gates and ready to go. Hey, it's Hutton with Row. Hot Mike is here on the Outkick Network. We've got your afternoon covered with the latest sports discussion, and it's available wherever you find your audio. Daily analysis and news. He is hot. I am Mike. Actually, my <laughs> name is Chad. His name is Jonathan. But you get the picture. We're going to bring it every single day. Whatever you want to call us, we'll respond to. We just want you to respond to what we're dishing out every day. And while you're here, we hope you subscribe to the podcast, like, subscribe, and share.
Introducing Ask Trump, the advice seminar from a man who's an expert on everything. Nobody knows the politicians better than I do. I know more about ISIS than the generals. Nobody knows more about campaign finance. Nobody knows much more about technology. Nobody knows more about environmental impact statements. I understand the tax laws better than almost anyone. He'll take your questions on everything from baseball deals... Nobody knows more about trade than me. ...to children's gifts. Nobody has better toys than I do. Ask Trump can improve your vocabulary. I know words. I have the best words. Audiences enjoy it so much it feels like a religious experience. Nobody loves the Bible more than I do. Ask Trump is so successful the critics are going nuclear. There's nobody that understands the horror of nuclear better than me. Ask Trump, the fastest-growing advice seminar in the country. Because nobody's ever had crowds like Trump has had. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. And if you ask Trump who's going to win the nomination, he would tell you him going away. Uh, Most experts disagreed, but I've got to tell you, as this primary rages on, we haven't hit the first debate. We haven't pulled the first voting lever. We haven't had the first Iowa caucus. But the early polling, not good for a guy like Ron DeSantis, who got into this race with a bazillion dollars. Okay, Trump, okay, is up 30 points on DeSantis and in Iowa. And is up 38 points on Tim Scott in South Carolina. This could be a problem. It certainly is if you're Ron DeSantis because he's getting blown out in both early voting states. And, you know, the whole counter narrative to Trump's dominance was, well, it's national polls. The individual polls don't, you know, are the ones that matter. It's the early voting states that determine the outcome in this state. Well, lo and behold, DeSantis is getting killed in those two. I think he's got a point. So my question to you is if the primary was held today, how are you voting? I'm trying. We haven't done this in a while on the show. Uh, 888-788-9910. Mike is in Rhode Island. Yo, Mike. Hey, Jimmy. My man. We need you to come here and turn this blue state red, you know? Could you imagine? I First of all, I want to go there because I want to eat a lobster roll. I mean, that's like... Oh, yeah. And the thing is, like, a lobster roll is the one unhealthy thing that sounds like it's healthy. So I can go there and eat three of those without the wardrobe department getting mad at me. So we got we to gotta make something be, happen. It'll be on me, by the way. Oh, Mike. All right, stop it. I'm, don't forget, I'm like a stray cat. If you feed me once, I'm going to keep coming back. So be careful. <laughs> It's a, it's a thing. You put out Listen, that bowl of milk, it'll backfire. What do you think? Who are you voting for? <laughs> I, I'd vote for Tim Scott. Um, I don't think Trump can win the general. That matters. Just, that really yeah, matters. Think, well, here's the thing. I'm going to let you talk in a minute. I just want to make a point to the audience. Up in your area specifically, Tim Scott just doubled his support in New Hampshire. And he's at like 11 percent, which, again, is not 50. It's not winning the race. But people uh, in your area seem to be ahead of the curve on this and that they're thinking about the general. So that's your motivation for Scott is that you think he'd be the best guy in the general, better than DeSantis then if Trump were out of the race? Oh, yeah, absolutely. They can't magnify him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's not a MAGA kind of Republican. Yeah. I mean, it's you know what's going to be funny, though, is if Tim Scott winds up with the nomination, they are going to call him a racist for six months. <laughs> He's oh, guaranteed. Black. Guaranteed. But it won't, it won't, it won't play. It I won't. know, but won't it be funny to watch when they're like, this white supremacist down in jail? <laughs> <laughs> I agree. It's I like agree. a Chappelle sketch. Well, listen, I'm, I'm coming for my lobster roll. We'll be in touch. Thank you, brother. All right, buddy. Have a great day. There goes the great Mike in Rhode Island. Jeannie is in Virginia. Jeannie. Hey, Jimmy. How are you? Hey, girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> so I want to say my dad was best friends with Rocky Marciano. Ooh. And Rocky used to have a saying that said went like this. You got to roll with the punches. Mm-hmm. And the only person I know that knows how to roll with the punches is Donald Trump. Oh, that's a good point. Like Trump has been attacked 
literally every second of his political career. Like when he came down the the escalator, he launched his campaign in his own house and was getting attacked. <laughs> so yes. if any yeah. if anybody's used to it, you're right. That's a good point is, is Trump. Yes. But by the way, I have to circle back, though, that Rocky Marciano, that's a big name to drop on this show. My dad knew Rocky and Bullwinkle. Not quite the oh, same. Really? No, I'm kidding. I'm wow. just saying in general. Wow. We watched a lot of cartoons. Go ahead. My, my dad met him up at Grossinger's. Oh, get out of town. That's too cool. Yep. And, yep. and then he then he traveled with him for several years until my mom threatened to divorce him. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. That's <laughs> a true story. Well, wow, it's a, uh, opposite of my marriage because my wife would want me gone. So at least they had <laughs> something. I'm kidding. Uh, this is good intel. So you're sticking with Trump because you think he's a battle-tested candidate. And we definitely yeah. need one of them. Yes. Great. Yeah, these people are very evil that yeah. he's up against. It is, it is crazy because they, there's nothing yes. they wouldn't do. And what's going to be interesting is later in the show, I'll play you this clip of the media talking about the other candidates. And you understand whoever winds up running gets treated like Trump, you know. Um, right. So no matter who the Republican nominee wound up being, they're still going to say, like, oh, this guy's worse than Trump. Oh, you can't believe, you know, that's the media's hook. So you do need a guy who can kind of fight back. So it's a good, good analysis, Jeannie. Good, good stuff. This is a good sparring session. You made your dad proud. Thank you. Thank you. Be well, girlfriend. We'll do it again soon. Uh, Dawn is down in the great state of Texas. Yo, Dawn. Jimmy, how are you? Better now, girlfriend. It's Monday. Awesome. Yep, Things are looking up. Uh, you, where, where are you in this primary race? I am Trump all the way. First and foremost, because we want our borders shut down. Those people are coming across in droves, and where's our money going? Mm -hmm. It's going to all these people flying them all across the country. Yeah, no, no, Trump. Trump's the only one with the balls to shut down the Democratic Party. He's the only one that's going to shut down this war over in Ukraine. Yep. You know, what I think is interesting is that if Trump gets in right now, he'd be a one term president, obviously, because he can't run for a second term. And it might also create a degree of urgency where the things he wants to do, he has to do quickly. Um, So you might see more executive orders than you traditionally would, which would drive the Democrats crazy. But if it really did shut down the border and bring peace to the world, how can you really argue, you know, so. I think this is good analysis, Dawn. Um, but do you think he can win the general election? I, I don't doubt he can win the Republican primary. Do you think he'll beat Biden or whoever the heck they run? Absolutely. I think Trump will win. Ooh, Dawn is f- I think he's got it. I think he's got the people behind him, yeah. especially down here in Texas. Yep. No, no, I, I don't doubt he's going to win Texas. Uh, Dawn, this is all this is spot on analysis. You could probably get a job at Fox the way we're going right now. Uh, let's talk again soon. All right, girlfriend. Be well. Will do. Love you. Thank you. Love you more. There she goes. The great Dawn. Uh, Jeff is in North Carolina, barbecue, barbecue country. What's up, Jeff? Oh, you know, just enjoying lockdown here in the hot, hot, hot summer. <laughs> is it East Carolina, West Carolina barbecue? What's the, what's the answer? Oh, that's a hard show. I say I'm originally from Kentucky, so, oh. you know, you start talking barbecue, there's all different kinds. Okay. Well, let me ask you this then. Can does does Kentucky, cause I was just down in Lexington. Uh, and the food mm-hmm. in Lexington was that Kentucky as a whole was phenomenal. Does do you feel like Kentucky's underrated when it comes to barbecue? Oh, absolutely. It is it's right. A different type of barbecue, though. Yeah, that's it's what it is. Type that most people are used to. It's more like lamb and sheep and stuff like that. Yeah, they get it done though. Give him credit. Uh, who's your guy in the primaries? Well, first off, I'd like to say that you know, above all, we've got a, a lot of good people in, in the race. Yes. However, you know. 
if if the vote came today, I'd have to go with Trump. Fair. Um, and I, yeah, go ahead. And and the reason for that is, is quite simply, you know, and I think I speak for a lot of people is I, I'm I have I'm prior service military. Uh, I served 15 years before I got hurt and had to get out. Well, thanks um, for that. And I, I don't think anybody that I know has a single problem with any of his policies that they did nothing but strengthen the economy the uh, america mm-hmm. and and everything as a whole they brought it they made us better mm-hmm. um i don't understand the concept of people who have a problem with that i just i can't under i can't you know but, you know yeah, yeah. go ahead no i was just going to say most of the issues people have with trump is the democrats have convinced half the country that trump is like trying to end the world when trump's the only guy who didn't start a war I know. Um, my biggest thing is, you know, he – the indictments that he's got, mm-hmm. the, uh, you know, top secret – you know, I've, I've signed NDAs. I, I've, I've seen mm-hmm. things and I know things that I, can, I can't talk about, mm-hmm. at least not anytime soon. <laughs> so I understand that in some people's eyes, he probably shouldn't have them. However, the man has more knowledge – of all this stuff in his brain because, I mean, he was in he was yeah. receiving all these reports and stuff. Mm-hmm. So what's next? Are you going to take him to court because he has this knowledge in his brain? Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people as time go on, and I think that this was this. You know, I heard you talking to the previous caller about mm-hmm. will will you yeah. know will he actually win? Mm-hmm. Well, I think as time goes on and we get more and more of these indictments, people are going to get tired of it. And it's going to you know he's getting more attention. And because people are getting tired of it, it's kind of like sticking it to the man. Yeah. No, there's and, no and question that's kind there. Of where I'm at. Well, this is part of the reason I think Trump holds on to so much support, too, is getting past the policies. It's that Republican voters are demanding action from the party. And if the, and, you know, voting for Trump is a sign that. We're not going to walk away from demanding action from the party. You know, the party, like the establishment leaders like Mitch McConnell, wants Trump to go away so they can just nominate somebody manageable. But manageable isn't going to save the country right now. That's the problem. You need somebody who can get in the huddle and, you know, make some plays. So I think this is great analysis. And I, and I want to thank you for the service. We'll do it again soon. And we, we got to get I, I, I guess we got to get I don't know what kind of barbecue we got to get. We, we started in North Carolina. We made it back to Kentucky. You want to halfway it and we'll just do like a Texas Barbecue. Oh, now you're talking. Yeah, me too. All right, we're going to plan a field trip. Good call, Jeff. I thank you for your time, brother. Uh, Walter is down in the great state of Florida. You would think it's DeSantis territory. Yo, Walter. How you doing, Jimmy? My man. We're ready. We're, re- we're ready to rumble. I, I kind of behave. 100%. Yeah, still, huh? Trump 100. Well, see, the governor, governor get, had a little test down here. Mm-hmm. House insurance is a big issue down here in Florida. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he called a special legislative session to address it. Mm-hmm. Great. What did you do, governor? You gave the money to the insurance companies. They made a special deal with the insurance companies because otherwise they said we were going to pull out of the state. Wow. Well, what did you do for the people? Yeah. Donald, everything he did was for the people. Mm-hmm. When Donald was in there, he was paying $1.87 a gallon for gas. Now I'm paying three fifty three. Yeah, yeah, that's not pretty, man. And, and you know, it's not good for the people. No, Donald looks out for the people, mm-hmm. the common people. Mm-hmm. Now you got to ask yourself a question, Jimmy. How come they don't want him in, in the sandbox? Oh well, why don't we know. why don't you want him in there? Mm-hmm. Well, listen, I'm well aware why they don't want him in there. You know, because he's not one of them. 
But I think that's going to be his greatest challenge. But this is going to be any Republican's challenge. They're all going to get treated like Trump, no matter who runs. No, Tim's, they won't, Jimmy. Yeah. They're not going to go there and, and, and invade their houses. Oh, no, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Else like yeah. that. They're not going to do it. It's only because of Donald, because Donald knows the games that you're playing and you're not taking care of the people. Mm-hmm. The rich get richer and the middle people and the middle class Jimmy, you go to Walmart, you see, I see these folks. Now, I'm in a better position than some of these folks down here. But I look at these people. They're there with their calculators when they're going food shopping. Yeah, it's rough. That's what it came down to. And Trump, everything he did, go back and look. Even when he was a Democrat mm-hmm. and he was in New York City and wasn't involved in a political game, he did everything for the people. A cop got shot in New York, mm-hmm. boom, he was there. Yep. You know what I mean? No. He was for the people, and I believe he's still for the people. No, he definitely has a unique connection with voters. I just and want, unfortunately, yeah. your friend Chris Christie. <laughs> no, nah, he's useless. He's saying he won't sign that. Uh, no, Christie's useless. Nobody cares. No, you know what I mean? It's I'm I'm amazed we keep televising Chris Christie because he just comes uh, on the badmouth Trump. He doesn't have any support. He's not going to make the debate stage. At this point, I right. think I think they're booking him because he just needs the exercise. <laughs> It's just, let's make him walk onto another TV set. It's the only way we can get That's him That's why you're the comedian, Jimmy. Thanks, Walter. I'm trying. Good call, brother. We'll do it again soon. More of your calls after this on Fox Across America. It's the show that never hits the books. I love the poorly educated. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Straw poll on our way through the first hour of the show. Who are you voting for in the Republican primary if it was held today? John is down in the great state of Florida. Yo, John. Hey, Jimmy. Um, How you doing, man? It's, it's you know. Seen your show the other day, and uh, I thought it was pretty cool seeing your uh, studio. Oh. That's pretty good. Yeah, your uh, toys are all cool. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was a good show. Ah, oh, thanks, brother man. Well, if you watched, you doubled my rating, so thank you. <laughs> all right, um, sounds good. Who you got in this ele- yeah. in this primary? You know, I have voted. Uh, first of all, I went in the Navy at 18, and they asked me, uh, what party are you? And I said, I think they're both corrupt, and I said, none. Mm-hmm. Well, Trump came along, and I said, you know, I'd like to vote for him just to dis- disrupt things. Mm-hmm. And... I got my wish, and he disrupted things, and he did show that there was a deep state, mm-hmm. and you know. But I think that they tarnished him so bad mm-hmm. that I just don't think that he can win. Wow. And DeSantis, I voted for him, and I voted for him because he was a Republican. Mm-hmm. He had a personality then as a basically a boring guy. He's gotten better, mm-hmm. you know. I like his ideas. But I think Tim Scott is actually a, um, you know, speaks well, does, you know, has great ideas. Yeah. And if we if everybody votes for Trump, it's going to be a revenge tour, you know, when he becomes presidency. Do we really need this disruption in our country (laughs) at this point? I don't think personally that it would be good for our country. Uh-huh. If Trump became president, listen. I think you're. I I think you make a lot of fair points. I think a lot of people are going to agree with you. I think the other Republicans, like the Tim Scotts, who I love. I personally love Tim Scott. I've met him off the air a bunch. Uh, it's this is a hard primary to win. 
Uh, but yeah. uh, listen, whoever wins it has to beat Biden. I mean, if we lose to a guy who's a, a criminally compromised guy with dementia, we don't deserve to have a party. <laughs> so no, let's, we, we really let's, don't. Let's, we, let's we're rally. We're going to lose our country if we, <laughs> if we put him back. Get it together. And I'm Good. afraid we will put him back. I'm no. afraid the uh, corporate mm. media is going to uh, push him. They're going to try right. like hell. But if more people see the toys in my studio, they'll come our way. Don't worry, John. <laughs> Good stuff, brother. I, I appreciate you. You have a great day. There he goes. John is out in Butte, Montana. Yo, John. Hey, brother. How you doing, man? It's been a minute. So one of the things you and I have never discussed, you're always on the road when you call me. Are you based anywhere near Butte? Well, I live in Butte. Okay. How far is Butte from Helena? Uh, driving a semi or driving my pickup? Your pickup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I can do it in about 45 minutes. Oh, stop it. You didn't hear this from me. Okay, this is not an official announcement, but I'm going to be doing a gig in Helena in October. Oh, I talked to Mikey about that. I heard you say that, and the first thing I did is called him up and asked him. I said, what in the hell? (laughs) It's not. All right, this is not a known thing, but you'll hear it on the show tomorrow. So everybody cover your ears. Everyone, this is just you and me talking now. But I know it's it's Friday night, October 27th. I'm in Helena, Montana. Uh, and I just I can't legally announce that yet. So nobody heard this. But since you get the hometown discount, uh, I need you to know. And by the way, you and me hanging out is not something I wanted to do. As much as I love talking to you on the phone, I don't think this ends good for either of us. Oh, it's going to end just fine. I mean, you know, Saturday <laughs> might be a little bit of an Yeah, Saturday I got to be in Idaho Falls. So you're getting me there if the night goes too late. Uh, oh, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, really quick. I got 45 seconds. Uh, who do you got in the primary? Trump. Ooh, you still got Trump. Trump. You know, I got Trump on that one because he's arrogant, egotistical, self-centered, self-righteous, but he's the only one capable of doing what needs to be done for the little guy. Okay. Now, listen, I, I don't disagree. Like, you need a guy that's going to get in there and swing for the fences. And uh, he's certainly going to. Uh, he might get hit by a few pitches along the way, though. It's going to be rowdy. All right, John, act surprised tomorrow if I happen to announce that I'm doing a gig in Helena, Montana, okay? Oh, sounds good, Brett. We'll do it, man. Well, there he goes. I'm telling you, you folks have the highest security clearance anywhere in radio and politics. Uh, we're back with more after this. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is. There it is. Back in action for a plus-size hour of Fox Across America with your radio buddy Jimmy Fallon. 888-788-9910. We are going to hit the ground running. Daniel Turner is coming up in this hour. He is an executive director from Power the Future. He's going to weigh in on the climate movement. They're crazy. They really are, but right now you're going to weigh in. 888-788-9910. We go right back to the phones. Steve is in Longview, Texas. Yo, Steve. Hey, Jimmy. My man. Uh, How you doing? I'm good. You're on my mind. I want to come eat some barbecue this fall in Texas. Can we work that out? Well, he's got the wrong city. I'm more from central Texas, halfway between Waco and Austin. Okay, we can work with that. There's some good barbecue okay. near the Baylor campus. What do you got for me? <laughs> well, 
Well, you know, six or eight months ago, I thought that uh, when Trump announced he was going to run again, I thought, oh, no, not another four years of nothing getting done and the Republicans that don't like him and the Democrats and the media all trying to stop him. And then when they started this campaign of persecution, you remember when he came down those stairs and yep. shortly after that said, I could probably shoot somebody and still get elected. I'm almost at that point. Wow. That is <laughs> get it. But I kind of get it because you be, you basically feel like the, he's being persecuted and you realize that's not going to stop unless we, you know, the people speak up. Is that what you're saying? Do you almost feel like we as voters are being asked to push back against this? Yeah, I think so. I mean, the way they weaponized the Justice Department and everything that normally would have been looked the other way, they're trying to twist it and misconstrue it and change its original intent. And yet, uh, Hunter, he gets a pass, and that little crackhead should be in jail. <laughs> Listen, I, I agree with you there, but you can't lock up all the crackheads because I'd lose a good percentage of my audience. Uh, Steve, <laughs> good call, brother. I appreciate you, my man. We'll do it again. Uh, Kathleen in Saddlebrook, Arizona. Yo, Kathleen. Hey, how are you? I'm great. You realize you live on Mars. Okay, I was out there in Mesa. I loved it. It was great. But it really, I felt like I was on Mars. It was so red. It was all rocks. It was kind of cool. But Mesa's, no, Mesa's a whole different world. See, I'm just north of Tucson. Oh, okay. So we're a 55-plus old people community. Mm -hmm. And, um... And by the way, I'm president of the Saddlebrook Republican Club. So Ooh, there you be. Come on, I realized I was speaking to <laughs> Saddlebrook royalty here. This is a big deal. Hold on. Somebody play and a I trumpet have to or tell something. You, mm -hmm. I am so I am so happy I found you. When Brush died, I thought I had lost my best friend. I oh. cried and cried and cried. Oh. You have you you've just taken his place. Oh, man. You're so you, you give me sanity when there is when I feel like there is no sanity in the world oh. and I just can't thank you enough for being there. You're so honest. You're so upfront. You're just, you're just fabulous. Oh, so thanks Kathleen. Though it scares me that a crazy person like me is giving you the sanity. I don't know if that's a good sign. <laughs> I don't know. If that's good for you the know, country. I gotta be honest. A little scary too. Uh, okay. So back to the facts. DeSantis. <laughs> uh -huh. You DeSantis. say, you say DeSantis. Because, mm -hmm. And I agree with what everybody's saying. Trump's for the little guy, you know, all this, you know, all of these indictments. But we have to remember, independents are going to pick our president. Mm -hmm. If the Republican Party was strong, we would have a governor lake. Mm -hmm. We would have, you know, all of the all of the top ticket candidates that Trump endorsed all lost. Mm -hmm. And we have a superintendent of public instruction that was our attorney general that was indicted that, I mean, I served with in the legislature. Um, he won mm -hmm. as well as the, as well as the um, state treasurer. They were not Trump endorsed. The independents are going to pick. There are more of them than there are probably registered Democrats. Mm -hmm. We know D's are going to vote D. R's vote R, maybe kind of, sort of. Yeah. They're not going to vote for Trump. Yep. The independents will pick, and we have to have somebody who will appeal to the independents. Kathleen, this is very, very reasoned analysis. Now I know why you're not on CNN. <laughs> no, I won't even. No, never. Not in a million years. Uh, uh -uh. No, if I gave that up. I, I was smart when I was 
30, so well, 30. Well, well, my next stand-up gig in Arizona, you better be there. We're hanging in the green room. Where is it? Where? where, where? Uh, I didn't announce it yet. I'm waiting to figure out the date. So let me I, – I say things on the air on this show that I'm not actually allowed to say. So, uh, well, call uh, me. You yeah, yeah. Give me a call. You got the number. It's a thing, Kath. <laughs> All right. Go have a great day, girlfriend. I miss you already. Okay, honey. There she thank is. You so the much. best. Bye-bye. Bob in Idaho Falls, another place we're headed. Yo, Bob. Hi, Jimmy. How are you? Good. You're going to be in town uh, October 28th when we go to the Colonial? <laughs> I will. Oh, Bob. I might even, I might even come look you up. Yo, so. you better, man. It's going to be a good hang. Richard Meacham throws a great a great hang. When I was out there last time, it was an unannounced visit where me, Jenny, and Lincoln just went to hang out with Richard, and he sent us over to Bear World, and he fed us at Schmitty's. And it was like uh-huh. one of the best days of my life. Like, I loved it out there so much. So to come back this time and tell some jokes and have a couple of pops with the locals, it's going to be a big win, Bob. Well, it'd be interesting to meet you, Jimmy. I've uh, heard about you before on TV, so. Oh, that's rad. Let's work it out. So, anyway. Yep, let's go. Uh, I would. Uh, Trump? I would go Trump because uh, uh, he's from your neck of the woods. He's from Queens. He's a World Wrestling Federation. Person <laughs> who will get, he will get down in the rings with the other guy. He's not afraid to get dirty. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He's a fighter, he's a world class businessman and uh he's the only one that can solve these problems mm-hmm. and he's not part of any swamp and i worry a little bit about DeSantis as to how much he would communicate with swamp people uh mm-hmm. mike pence i do believe he's part swamp mm-hmm. rat and uh, chris christie's a uh, uh, opportunistic yeah and they can't they can't win the only three guys that could legitimately yeah. win this are scott and DeSantis. scott DeSantis, and trump yeah. if they want to be in the nominee yeah. um but it's going to be challenging, though. But but Trump has only got four years, and so he doesn't have to worry about holding back and trying to fix these problems. And and we have one shot at this thing, and it's it's got to happen this time, or it won't happen at all. No, you're, you're, you're right there. These people have upset things so much right now that we we only have one shot at it, and and we know that Donald Trump will do it because he's done it before. And mm. uh, I don't know about DeSantis. This time, but in 2028, maybe. But it's wow. Trump all the way with me. And and I was in the military, and I wow. also swore to defend my constitution against all enemies, both foreign and domestic. So mm-hmm. I believe in Trump. Wow. So, no, this is this is it is strong reasoned analysis, man. I, I appreciate you sharing it with us, man. I am blown away, Bob, when I go to the phones on this show, just how intelligent the audience is, because I'm not, you know, little old me. I'm just sitting here with a taxi license on the desk, you know. But when I get on the phone, you guys are all brilliant. So take a bow, my man. And I uh, hope to see you out in the Colonial on October 28th. All right. Looking forward to it. Thank my, you. my man. There he goes. The great Bob. Yeah, you guys really blow me away. You know, I I actually expect to go to the phones based on my own intellect and hear people putting down their crayons in between coloring books. Uh, but all of the analysis is actually, like, very seasoned. Uh, Lou is in Florida. Yo, Lou. Jimmy, how you doing? My man, I'm doing. I've I've been blown away, by, by the way. Everybody's too smart. I'd copy off any of you on a test. Hey, well, I love listening to you. Just like the lady from Arizona said, when Rush oh. passed away, I didn't know where to go, and... You came up, and, and um, I love you. Oh, when, man. When you, get, when you get a guest speaker to just all fill those white boots like you do. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I don't leave them out. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe I should leave the white boots, and it would give them the superpowers. You know how Frosty's uh, no, hat— maybe, 
<laughs> They'd be clumping around in them. I just don't see it happening. <laughs> All right, good, fair point. Uh, where are you at on the primary, Lou? What are you going to vote for? Well, you know, um, Ron's my governor, and I like him down here. Just like one of your other callers talked about, we lost our homeowners insurance down here. And it's terrible. In order yeah. to get a new one, it's 23000 a year. You just mm-hmm. can't You can't do it, you know. But yep. I love DeSantis, but I love I love Trump more. Wow. I mean, fair. you know. People, I hear people say that they don't like his demeanor and they don't like how he acts, but they love his policies. Well, mm-hmm. You can't get it all. You get, you get the whole package. Yeah, it's true. The guy, Listen, the guys who know how to behave in front of the camera go behind closed doors and sell out the country. Like, Absolutely. Yeah, it's the only reason he became president is we had 40 years of people saying all the right things while your jobs disappeared, you know, while your taxes went up, while the crime went up, you know. So you make a really good point. We're not, uh, you know, as people like to say, we're not electing a pastor. Uh, we're electing a president in a really ugly world. So he might be uniquely positioned in ways the nice guys aren't. Absolutely. And if you talk to his employees, they, they have nothing but good things. It's funny. You get all these pictures of all these celebrities around him before he was president. And when he decided to run and become a Republican, oh, my yeah. God, he's got the plague. Isn't that something? And they all like yeah. it's my favorite is NBC. Like NBC, he had a show on NBC for 15 years. And then in right. the 16th year, he ran for president. And they were like, this guy's Hitler. And I was like, well, oh, if he's God. Hitler, what does that make you? You were just cutting him a check for 15 years. Crazy. Absolutely. Lou, you I mean, get he's, it. He's got it. He's got it. And, and I love your show, Jimmy. Oh, the you first time caller and. I love listening to you, bud. Oh, great. No, good stuff, man. We nailed it. Take a bow. We'll do it again, brother. Be well. The great Lou. J.C. in Martinsburg, West Virginia. Yo, J.C. My man, Jimmy. How you doing? You know, you dodged a bullet because I was I was in New York last weekend, but Jenny and Lincoln were in West Virginia. Really? Where, where in West Virginia? They had rented a cabin. I want to get this right. It was off of, would it be off of 370? Does that make sense? Well, 370, 370. Well, you, I say that because they were meeting Jenny's parent, family from Ohio, and it was outside of Wheeling. Uh, it could have been the Greenbrier. Yeah, it might have been the Greenbrier. That just in my head, it kind of makes sense. Uh, but either way, I mean, it's for your best that you didn't meet them. They're both uh, on the weekends. Forget about it. When you get a woman married with kids out of the house for the weekend, you, you actually you can't keep up with them. They're rowdy. They're they're bad. But, uh, well, also, it's time for time for some Buffalo Trace at home as well. Ooh, my man! Now you're speaking my language. And yes, me and the dog last weekend got banged up. I actually, I'm not kidding. I put uh, thick cut pork chops in a smoker. I brined them the night before. I cooked them the next day. And my dog, my dog alone, ate three pounds of pork chops. I can't now admit. You're speaking I, my language. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I can't even admit to what I eat because I'm like, I'm under contract. Like they weigh me on Tuesdays. <laughs> They're like, listen, fatty, you want to be on TV? Yes or no? But yeah, let's just say the dog ate, ate three pounds of pork chops. Okay. Good stuff. Hey Jimmy, I gotta tell you, I checked you out on Saturday night, man. It was it was great. The intro was amazing. Oh, the man. the interview with with Uncle Ted was was incredible. Really enjoyed it. But I tell you what, mm-hmm. from watching that, I'm really concerned because I'm 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 a little concerned that you're doing so well on TV. We're gonna we're gonna lose you on never. The radio. Yo, this is the gig, man. You don't get to do this on TV. Listen, if I could, if like I could let you guys call into the TV show, then maybe because we'd just be doing this show on TV too. But I wouldn't leave, like radio's the best. Don't you dare! This is actually like my. This is you know this is fun, man. We we get to hang I, out. I feel better now. I'm reassured now, dude. Do you think I could go on TV and say I spent all weekend getting drunk with my dog and still have a job <laughs> at the end when we went to commercial? 
<laughs> well, that's good news for the dog then. Uh, who you got in the primaries, JC? Well, I, I'll tell you what. I, I obviously I think I think Trump would be the best candidate, but quite frankly, I think Tim Scott would be amazing. So I I would vote for Tim Scott because you know I'm just buying it. I, I think he's an absolute wonderful human being. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I agree with with his projected policies. I think he would be great. Mm-hmm. Not good, but great dealing with foreign leaders, mm-hmm. uh, and obviously the border situation and economically. I just I think he would do a, a, an outstanding job. So he would actually get my support. I, listen, I get it, man, and I, he's the hardest guy for the Democrats to beat in a general election, no matter what the polls say right now, because the whole playbook is just calling the Republicans racist. That's the whole playbook, man. So it's like you yeah, nomin- yeah, I'm so sick of it, and, and quite frankly, do you agree that that, that Trump may be the only one they could beat. Yes, that's the that's the issue. Like, I think Trump could win the primary in a landslide and lose the general in a landslide in ways people don't get. I mean, again, a lot can change overnight. A lot can happen. And Biden is a disaster. So you can't discount that. He's, he's got to be pound for pound the worst president you've ever seen. So well, in the words of my man, Dennis Miller, you know, the, the, the whistle on that train of thought, barely audible. off the <laughs> Good analysis by you and Dennis. JC, we'll do it again, brother. Be well. Uh, really quick, uh, we're going to get back to your calls after this. We're going to lightning round. Uh, the last three of you I'll get to before our guest uh, after this on Fox Across America. You're listening to the hottest show in the country. Our country is in serious trouble. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Wrapping up our straw poll here on Fox Across America. Going to do a quick lightning round. Kevin is in Hampton Roads, Virginia. Kevin, really quick, my man. How you living? Hey, good to hear you, Jimmy. Uh, Best show, political talk show on radio, in my opinion. What's been going on the last seven years in America is a political war. I don't know if you've seen Band of Brothers. You probably have. Of course. It's like the Battle of the Bulge. The Germans, right before the, the war ended and the Allies got the victory, the Battle of the Bulge, the Germans unloaded... Everything they had in their arsenal, you know, the Democrats, they say all's fair in love, war and politics, you know, for the Democrats, that's eye gouging, lying, breaking laws. They really take that to heart. Yep. I, we've we've got to reelect Trump again mm-hmm. to prevent them from continuing this. We've, if we don't reelect Trump, it's just incentive for them to keep on. Listen, and so I they, think right now we're on the cusp of victory. Ooh. I think what's happening is a sign that they've just they've thrown dignity to the wind. They're just they're willing to do anything underhanded to try to beat him. It's time to make the the charge, the counteroffensive at the polls. Kevin, I like the reasoning and I like the anal- I like the, uh, the the analogy to Band of Brothers. Good call. We'll do it again, brother. Lucy is on the line. She is as big of a fan as I have in radio. Lucy. Hey. How you your, doing? Your, your Arizona venue was pretty empty. No, Should it wasn't. Should we all wasn't. vote for Kanye West? Or <laughs> she Lucy, we got a bonus for hitting 1,100 people at that show. We should get paid extra if you break it. Th- it was weird. It was empty. No, it wasn't, was Lucy. We, Lucy, there. we posted a picture. I didn't want to meet you. Treat him like trash. I don't want to cut you off. 
I don't want to. I don't want to cut you off, but you're a little unhinged right now. But really quickly, anyone listening to the show, if you go to my Twitter feed at Jimmy Fela, we were in Mesa, Arizona on June the 10th. We posted a live photo and video from the event taken from the stage during the show that we got a sellout bonus for hitting our ticket quota. Uh, so, Lucy, I don't know, like, if you're, I don't know what you're upset about or what went on this weekend or why you're trying to troll, but my Twitter feed is at Jimmy Fela. If anybody would like to fact check Lucy's reporting, you should be calling into CNN with this analysis, Lucy. You're fake news in the listeners, girlfriend. And now you're, listen, maybe you should work on. Uh, I'm trying to be nice, but your phone's breaking up. Lucy, go to a different pay phone and call me back. All right, give me your Venmo. I'll send you a quarter and you can go to a different pay phone and call us back so we can hear your complaints. Lucy, I love you, baby girl. Have a good day. There no she no goes. complaints. Your venues are empty and you pretend like they're not. <laughs> <laughs> what? No one's what? showing up, Lucy. No one's there. No, it was actually just us. We imagined the whole crowd. Even the check I got in the mail, it wasn't real. It was Monopoly money. Thank you, Lucy. Have a good day. Have a good day, girlfriend. Uh, Lucy, friendlier than ever on the show. Uh, but again, to keep our campaign promise that all are welcome. You can agree. You can disagree. You can pretend me and Kennedy performed to nobody in Mesa, Arizona, even at the Holland Civic Center where Tudor Dixon showed up. She wasn't actually there. It was the sixth sense. I thought I saw people. And then I realized I was the dead guy the whole time. Feel better, Lucy. We're back after this. It is Fox Across America. With Jimmy Fallon, we've been taking your calls, conducting a Republican primary straw poll. And joining me now to count the tally, uh, a fan favorite on this show, the executive director of Power of the Future, Daniel Turner is here. Yo, DT. Jimmy, it is always great to be on your program. Happy uh, hot day in summer. Yeah, you ain't kidding, man. Uh, I will say this, though, DT, really quickly. Uh, I've been conducting a Republican primary straw poll. And I want you to help me go through this a little bit, because this is the only chance either one of us have of being on the air on an actual election night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, well, you know, you got um, um, New Year's Eve, which I thought was pretty awesome. I mean, it's not quite as politically <laughs> it's not prestigious. As, let's go down. Uh, to, let's go down to Sullivan night, County though. where they're doing shots. Yeah, they, that would be funny <laughs> if they had like the election board, the one like Bill Hammer uses on election night. Yeah, they let me turn it over down here. It's about 83 percent Republican. They're drinking beer. You know, pretty funny. Or it would be more fun if on election night between calling ballots like, you know, and now we're going to go see a Morgan Wallen performance. Right. Like that would be if they mixed <laughs> up New Year's Eve and election night. How much more fun? How oh. many more people would tune in? Well, if we're going to do that, let's commit and make it Jason Aldean just so <laughs> go crazy. Oh, Everyone just start throwing rocks. By the way, there's a funniest thing you need to know about, like the fraud of the time we're living in. You know, how the Democrats are always the crowd of tolerance and empathy. 
But isn't it funny that here in New York City, the conservative network, we have to board up our building on election night in case the Republicans <laughs> win? <laughs> That's just to keep away all the empathy. It's to keep away the tolerance. There's so much tolerance. It's flying right through our windows when Republicans win elections. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, listen, we got We got I'm going to take a few calls while I have you on the phone. I didn't mean to throw you a curveball, but since our man Carlos Rodon can't throw one, I figured I had to step in. <laughs> this, this, this Yankee oh, pitching. It's You know, it's funny. It's great because my Lincoln, you know, is come of age as a Yankee fan now. And Rodon, who, you know, has only made three starts, one worse than the next, is like his first big free agent signing that he's mad at now because it took the guy half the summer to pitch because he's always hurt. And now he's 0-3. So Lincoln at the age of 14 is now adopting the personality of like a 38-year-old guy who calls into sports talk radio. (laughs) He's like, Cashman should be fired, Dad. (laughs) He's got a lifetime of pain coming his way ask him about kevin brown and, oh. you know, and then he'll really then he'll really be one of us <laughs> i could just I, i'm gonna tell you something so funny about kevin brown man when he pitched game seven in uh oh four when the yankees blew the 3-0 lead against the, the red sox the historic 3-0 comeback uh kevin brown started the game that night i was in yankee stadium it was cold out you know by it was october baseball i don't want to say it was 28 degrees but it was cold you know it was one of those like 48 degree nights that gets progressively colder as the night goes on kevin brown took the mound that day it's sleeveless he didn't have like uh under sleeves down to his wrist like most pitchers do in october and i was like oh this guy is so jacked up on a fresh dose of wind stroll there's no way he's letting up a hit in the next nine innings and uh, of course he was famously out of the game in less than one <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so there goes my analysis. Really quick. Brutal night. Brutal yeah, night. Yeah, it was rough, but we don't want to go we don't want to go there. Hold on, DT. So really quick, well, I got you here. Two of my favorite callers are gonna weigh in on the Republican primaries, and you and I can offer them some wisdom, okay? Let's go. Steve is down in Pensacola, Florida. Yo, Steve. Yimity. My man. It is so great to be with you again. And since our last conversation mm-hmm. and the, uh, of course, article that came out about my case comparing it to Hunter's, yes, I was audited by the IRS. Well, I don't want to say that ah. they came, they showed up at my door. Thanks to Jimmy. Congratulations! Yes, it's one of the perks of coming on my show is you will get on a government watch list. You never be lonely. Uh, you give me a watch list. I'm I'm proud of it. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> right. I mean, this, this this should be a. I should get some type of honor or accolade well, on the Jimmy Failure well, fan I, page on I, this one. I, I better call you out. I feel like I'm back on TV with Ted Nugent now. Uh, Steve, you got the legendary Daniel Turner on the line as well. Give us your analysis uh, really quickly. In the, pri- the primary is held today. Who are you voting for? Um, we're going to go with the Trumpster. Ooh. I mean, he's strong uh, politically. I've been around the block a few times. You always go with somebody that has the capability and the uh, fundraising paralysis as as he does. Mm -hmm. And I think that's going to be your obvious winner Mm -hmm. in the uh, primary. And I don't think he should debate. I'm with him. Why show up? You say sit on the lead? Absolutely. Listen, treat it it like a sporting event. It's not, you know, it it wouldn't be out of the question. He missed a debate, if you remember, in 2016. He skipped one of them, and it worked out for him. But uh, either way, uh, Steve, congratulations. Just like the guy that's on the other line with you, I hope he's paying you money to be on your show. Oh, you stop it, Steve. He's probably going to get audited, too. Good call. We'll do it again. Daniel. I wanted you to get a word in there, but we got Steve out of the way really quickly. Uh, what do you think of that analysis? 
I think he's 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 uh, pretty accurate. You know, I, I there's no precedent. I mean, there's only been one other president who has run in non-consecutive terms like this. Is this Grover Cleveland? Um, Grover Cleveland, yeah. And I mean, we're talking what, like like the the, the middle of uh, the end of the the 19th century. So mm-hmm. I don't know if he participated in the, yeah. the, the debates, right? Mm-hmm. I So there is no precedent. I think President Trump could say, look, I'm not going to participate in the debates because I'm not like the rest of you. I've already held the office. Um, I go back and forth. Um, the, the only reason why I would say go to the debates mm-hmm. is because the primary makes every candidate better, right? Yeah. Trump, when he first announced in 16 to Trump by the time he was debating Hillary, was a very different candidate. He was sharper. He was more seasoned because the debates and, and going up against opponents, right, they, they, they mm-hmm. make you a better uh, uh, yeah. They make you a better candidate. And so that's the only reason why I would say Mr. Trump do it, because they're not going to test you or, or, or go after you the way, you know, the New York Times is. And that could be better for you. That's a good point. Daniel Turner is on the line. He has a great op-ed in the New York Post. We'll get to it in a minute. But really quickly, I just wanted to get to Ron out in Pennsylvania. Yo, Ron. Hey, my Jimmy. Man. My man. Uh, hey, uh, love, love your show. Oh, wow. Watch you on Gutfeld. If there is a reincarnation of Rush Limbaugh, you are it. Oh, uh, wow. Political banter with humor. Oh, so even though I'm crying a lot of times about the politics that are going on, <laughs> I listen to your show and I can laugh at oh, the end of it. Look at that. I'm like a radio liquor cabinet. You turn me on, you feel there a little bit go. better. Good to know. Uh, there you go. Well, thank you for that. Uh, Ron, let me ask you this. Uh Trump's going for term number two. He's going to pull a Grover Cleveland, as Daniel Turner said. That he'd be the second guy to do it. Uh, could he do it, and how would it go if it happened? Well, I think he very well could do it. It's it's going to, but it's going to be up to us individual voters. Mm-hmm. And I think the key to it is everybody that says they're conservative and it really means it needs to go out and look out their neighborhood and find somebody that they know that doesn't vote, that is conservative and would vote for Trump. Get them a mail-in ballot and mm-hmm. get those. But just think if if every conservative got one person. Mm-hmm. We'd win-win landslide. Yeah, it's 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 kind of it's kind of like a political Amway. You get three who get yeah. three. Yeah, exactly. And then give me like a percentage of their groceries. No, no, I like this, Ron. I think <laughs> I, I think you're onto something, man. We get some vitamins involved, but you're not wrong. Listen, uh, I, you know, I don't know where this is going to head, but I think Daniel's right uh, in saying that Trump should debate just to get into fighting shape because if he wins a nomination, he's going to be fighting everybody known to man. Well, no, no I, matter what. Daniel, go no ahead. I'm sorry. What, Ron, give Daniel the was, floor. I, yeah. I was going to say Ron is absolutely right, especially when it comes to his uh, wonderful hometown or his, the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, because Trump's going to win Florida, right? Mm-hmm. He, he's going to win uh, probably Ohio. He's going to win U- uh, Wyoming and Utah. But Pennsylvania is going to be the one where, you know, it's very easy to get all the dead to vote in the Philly suburbs multiple times. They've already started voting. Yeah. So when his analysis of everyone's got to bring someone to the to the polling place, that holds especially true for five or six states and Pennsylvania, probably one of the most important of the groups. Yeah, that's a good point, Ron. Last time around, Biden won Philadelphia with 137 percent of the vote. It's, Correct. Just, yeah. it's hard to overcome those types of numbers. <laughs> uh, I think you're on to something, though, Ron. you got to get out there and, and, and canvas a little bit. Uh, well, but if I've he got, does get I've in, got, go ahead. I've got three or four people lined up right now that I know are young and talk 
talk like they would vote for Trump, and I'm mm-hmm. going to make sure they get registered and make sure they get out there to vote or get them a, uh, a mail-in ballot and make sure it gets mailed out. All right. No, well, I think that's tell, what we got to do. Quit, well, tell them quit, they're a dem. Go ahead. Quit all this uh, conservative bullshit. I want this and want that and want this and yeah, want yeah. that. Do something. I love it. You know? All right. You could be running yeah. Trump's get-out-the-vote operation. Good stuff. We'll do it again. Uh, Daniel Turner, that, Ron's a, he's a passionate man out there in Pennsylvania. And we need that. Uh, and, you know, Pennsylvania sad. It reminds me a little bit of my home state of Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got two senators that are basically useless. That, that mm-hmm. I mean, at least two, our two senators are are alive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Pennsylvania can't necessarily claim that about one of their senators, sadly. Um, and and it's it's sad. It's a great state. It's an historic state. I mean, the the, the founding of our nation came through. Uh, Virginia you, and you, Pennsylvania, you know what else and of was course founded? our home state of New York. Yes, but you know what else was founded in Pennsylvania? Uh, predates the United States of America, the oldest distillery in America, Michter's Whiskey. There you go. Come on, I mean, come on, Another Pennsylvania. Another reason to love Pennsylvania, absolutely. Another reason for Pennsylvania to get out the vote. Thank you. And he raises a, raises a great raises a great point. Um, you know, I, I, that's why I'm fairly certain we're going to have to see, and I hate to be the prophet of doom and gloom, but we're going to have to see some sort of new COVID variant because yeah. I a lot of the shenanigans that made Joe Biden's victory easy were all COVID-related, and entire states adopted crazy mail-in ballot uh, laws, and you could start voting in, in June, and, and no one monitored the ballot, ballot, ballot boxes because, of course, of social distancing. And um, that's going to be necessary again for him to win. Like He's going to win New York. Biden's going to win New York. Right? I don't think mm-hmm. it's really in play. Yeah. But states like Pennsylvania and Wisconsin and Michigan and those states, that Virginia, that are right on the border, mm-hmm. woof, they, they're going to need a COVID. What's the new COVID variant? We have to come up with another <laughs> name for it. They're going to need another one. It's, it's, it's called the indictment variant. And uh, this was not a Wuhan lab. This one's coming from a D.C. lab uh, presided over by Merrick Garland. Uh, He's conducting gain of indictment research right now. (laughs) We're talking to Daniel Turner uh, really quick. The op-ed, and this is important. They need to hear this. So it's about how Con Ed bills. Con Ed is the energy company here in New York. They're going through the roof, but essentially this is happening because of green policies, which means New York ultimately is a harbinger of pretty much every other state in the country if we, you know, invest heavily in this green energy stuff, no? Yeah, absolutely. And look, we see all these governors, liberal governors, who make these grandiose plans. We're going to build wind and solar, but before any of them are constructed – they dismantle what is working. In New York State, for example, previous Governor Cuomo and Governor Hochul has continued his legacy. Mm-hmm. They shut down Indian Point Nuclear Power Plant, which was almost 25% of New York City's power. Mm-hmm. They haven't built any wind or solar yet. They shut down multiple coal plants. Mm-hmm. Uh, has anyone said, thank goodness the air is that much better? Canadian fires aside, the air is that much better in New York. Do any of those moms against asthma groups ever come out and say, thanks to Governor Cuomo closing all the coal plants, everyone's lungs are held? No, all those studies you realize are all bogus. They're all made up. They're all manufactured fear tactics, yeah. scaremongering, um, 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 to 
to shut down coal, and they won. They did shut down coal. And now what's the result? New Yorkers can expect probably their electric bills to roughly double um, in the next couple of years because they don't generate enough electricity. We haven't built a damn thing. We keep talking about we are on track to build wind and solar. They haven't built anything. Biden keeps saying we're going to build wind. They haven't built anything, Jimmy, but but they shut down what was working. And who's going to suffer? Regular, faceless, voiceless, powerless New Yorkers, no one famous, no one glorious, regular people are going to get kicked in the teeth by these green policies. That is crazy. We're talking to Daniel Turner, and uh, it's not just New York. Like Biden, I, this is so fascinating to me with all the things going on in the air in the world. Biden's getting ready to ban water, electric water heaters. Like what? Well, <laughs> it really? was inevitable, right? <laughs> After the gas stove, they had to go after gas-powered everything. Well, let me ask you this. Water heaters are next. If they ban the water heaters and they ban the gas stoves, how are they going to cook all that crack in the White House? (laughs) Makes it very complicated because if you – I don't know how many people know this, but if you freebase your crack (laughs) off of anything but the purest of fossil fuels – Bad aftertaste. Yeah, and it's right? not and it's, it's not gluten free anymore. You know, if you don't no, cook exactly. if you don't cook crack on a gas stove, <laughs> has anyone thought of the dietary implications of this for Hunter? Oh man, it's, it's just insane to see what they are going after. And you know, I'm constantly reminded of that line from the great John Adams, our founding father, who said we wanted to build a comp, uh, a, a nation of laws, not a nation of men. And what we have with this administration is a nation of men. Some idiot bureaucrat, Jimmy, who you and I couldn't identify in a lineup, Mm -hmm. just woke up on Friday morning and said, you know what? Hot water heaters. I want them gone. And they just passed the new regulation. And we're all supposed to kowtow and say, oh, thank God for the EPA. Thank God for this bureaucrat saving us from ourselves. A nation of laws, not a nation of men. And the Biden administration is giving us the exact reverse of that. On high, he has decreed how we are to live our lives, whether it's cars, leaf blowers, hot water heaters, stoves. Mm-hmm. What is this? What the hell? Why did we even fight a revolution if we're going to have some little man once again determine every aspect of our life? Everything. It is, it is so crazy, though. Uh, Daniel Turner, uh, the op-ed, it is on the NewYorkPost.com. Everyone should go see it and then read about the potential Harry and Meghan divorce. Don't get sidetracked here, folks. There, uh, <laughs> and it's a lot of tempting things happening on the Post website right now. But you do need to know what all this climate ridiculous is doing and bringing to your life. Because the problem is, DT, really quick, we got uh, about 40 seconds. These are people regulating an industry that they don't understand, right? No. No, and that's the biggest problem is they are energy ignorant. Kathy Hochul and, and Andrew Cuomo couldn't tell you a thing about hydrocarbons, about, about megawatt, about kilowatt hours. Nope. They don't understand this industry, but they feel very comfortable regulating it, and the results have been disastrous. That's a take about Daniel Turner throwing the fastball. This was not Carlos Rodon. This was not <laughs> Kevin Brown. This was, this was good. This was like vintage Clemens. So uh, good luck with the postgame drug test, all right, my man? <laughs> One day I'm going to watch a, a Yankee game with you and your son, and oh. we're going to all cry together. <laughs> Good stuff. That's a date. I'll see you soon, brother. The great Daniel Turner. We're back after this. A show so good, it's hard to describe. It's not a matter of, it's a matter of, you just, oh, in the club, I mean, um, as, as and, uh, you know. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. You know, so, uh.
It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon going to be talking to Texas Congressman Wesley Hunt in the next hour. We were conducting a straw poll on the 2020 primaries uh, earlier in the show today. As of now, before we take another phone call in the next hour, uh, Trump is winning this thing. 14 for Trump. Three for Tim Scott. Two have weighed in for Ron DeSantis. There's a slob. There's a real slob. And there was a woman named Lucy who said I should be the president and serve at least 10 terms because she loves me so much and all of my rowdy stand-up comedy shows. But if you're keeping score, it is Trump overwhelmingly in the lead over Scott, who has a slight lead over DeSantis. I got to tell you, man, uh, it's going to get really interesting from here because the hot money... Had Trump getting indicted and chased out of town, but he is still standing and he does not look scared at all. So buckle up, kids. It's going to be a wild ride. Live from everywhere, USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it sure is. And we are getting ready for a big hour of Fox Across America. My man, Wesley Hunt is chiming in from the great state of Texas. We'll get to more of your calls, texts, tweets, and carrier pigeons. This show, of course, in all skate where everybody is welcome. You can love the show. You can hate the show. You can come to these wild jam-packed stand-up events we do on the road. You can claim they're not happening, like Lucy, who may very well make her way back onto the air before this hour is over. I am feeling frisky. Uh, 888-788-9910 if you want a piece of the action. Uh, today's radio... Uh, we'll give way to tonight's TV. I'm scheduled to be on with Jesse Waters pending any type of breaking news uh, on Waters World in the 8 p.m. hour. Uh, if you missed me hosting Fox News Saturday night over the weekend, uh, that show and clips of that show are on the Fox Across America Facebook page. Uh, I posted my interview with Ted Nugent on Twitter at Jimmy Fela, where you could also go and uh, look at all like the fun picks we take at these stand-up events and the meet and greets and everything like that. Uh, but one way or the other, 888-788-9910. We conducted a straw poll at the top of the show today uh, over who you wanted to win the Republican primary. Uh, right now, without taking another call on the issue, Trump walked away with 14 calls. Scott took three. DeSantis took two. So there's an issue here. You know, we could do another hour of calls on this, but if you just take if you just sample the percentage of this so far, uh, the issue here for DeSantis is it's not that he's not gaining on Trump. It's that he's not gaining on anybody else. Bingo. DeSantis has a lot of money. And he got into this race with the best governing record of anybody in it. Like you can say Trump did great things for the country, and I would agree with you. Trump tax cuts, phenomenal. Trump border policy, phenomenal. The fact that Trump didn't get us into a war, unlike any other president in the last four decades, also phenomenal. So in that regard, Trump has a lot going for him on the policy side. But DeSantis is, in terms of policy, you would technically think the hotter candidate, if only because he's in office at this very moment, and more people are moving to Florida than any other state in the country. He won going away, increasing his support with women and Latinos. You would think he was perfectly positioned to walk in and grab this nomination. Wrong. Okay, DeSantis launched his campaign with a Twitter rollout, if you remember. Nah, we're going to be, you know, with a new hip campaign. We're going to come out. We're going to do this thing on Twitter. We're going to take it straight to the people. It's going to be great. 
The launch crashed, took an hour to get back up. I don't even know that people remember it. Okay, at this point, we're far enough along into the race now, but I told you the day it happened, man, this looks so dumb. Like, as a guy who just, I'm going on horse sense. I don't have political science degrees. I barely have a community college degree. And to be clear, what was the degree in? It was like RBI baseball <laughs> uh, on a Nintendo. I was, pl- I was playing Bases Loaded, the old uh, 80s-era video game where you could charge the mound. It was Mike Tyson's punch-out. I knew the code. Or if you could survive a minute and a half against Mike Tyson, if he winks with the right eye, he's throwing a right uppercut. If he winks with the left eye, he's throwing a left uppercut. That's true. So if you survive the first minute and a half against Mike Tyson, you can actually beat him. These, this is the kind of wisdom I carry to the radio. And most of what I'm offering you is just horse sense. It's just political analysis based on human nature and things I've seen in my time driving a taxi and working in showbiz and now, of course, in cable news. And I can tell you when DeSantis had that rollout and it was the biggest political moment of his life. And it was the most anticipated political moment of the 2024 election cycle. Him being the candidate we all knew was running but had waited forever to get into the ring. He decided to do it on an unproven broadcast entity. That's stupid. Use your common sense. It was bad judgment. And I said, man, the biggest political moment of your life was too cute by half. You know, it's not the end of the world. It's not even the end of the world right now. But it still made me question his judgment and his political instincts. And what you're starting to see is that his political instincts might be betraying him a little bit. Because as hard as DeSantis has fought the culture wars against Disney, and that's not something I, you know, hold against him. I think it's I think it's needed in some instances. I think these corporations need to take two steps back in, instead of embracing ideology and forcing us down our throats. It's not good for us and it's not good for their bottom line either. But I think DeSantis's political instincts uh, have steered him wrong, not based on the fact that he's not closing the gap on Trump, but the fact that he's not pulling away from any of the other people. When you hear Tim Scott is getting a $40 million ad buy in Iowa, what you're really hearing is that everybody is unsure about DeSantis behind the scenes. Correct the mundo. So where this goes is anybody's guess. But DeSantis is starting to get more media heat, if only because he's now in a culture war with none other than your female vice president, Kamala Harris. Kamala's awful with her weird laugh. Ha <laughs> ha! So here is uh, how this went down. DeSantis, okay, set forth some new curriculum down in Florida. And essentially what they've been trying to do is they're trying to ban critical race theory. And when they initially banned text that not only pushed critical race theory, but was pushing sexual agendas and gender ideology under the shoehorn of history and black history— The Democrats are like, oh, DeSantis is banning black history. Democrats are so full of crap. No, what they like to do in Florida, and excuse me, but what they like to do in the Democratic Party first and foremost is they like to label things one way and then execute them the other. What I mean by that is I'll give you a good example. The biggest climate change bill in the history of the United States government was called the Inflation Reduction Act. What a fraud. Think about that. It's the Inflation Reduction Act. They called it Inflation Reduction. But does the bill reduce inflation? (laughs) No. It increases spending on climate change. That is financial lunacy. But that's that's how they do this. They label things 
so you won't oppose them. Well, inflation's through the roof. Of course we want the Inflation Reduction Act, right? And everybody's like, yeah, we better go vote for the Inflation Reduction Act. But nobody actually reads the bill. And then what you find is inflation's going to go up because they just shoehorned their agenda under a different name. That's just how white folks will do you. And that's what they tried to do down in Florida. They were like, black history. Then you open up and it's trans sex, gender reassignment surgeries. <laughs> All white students are oppressors. You're like, whoa, this isn't black history. But that's what they did. And, of course, that positioned them to be able to disingenuously say they're replacing the true history with lies. Here's a quick snippet of Kamala Harris, clip six. They want to replace history with lies. <laughs> Middle school students in Florida to be told that enslaved people benefited from slavery. You are so full of But this is what they do. Florida is not teaching that slavery was beneficial to the people who were enslaved. Okay, that's not an actual thing. Kamala is a lying sociopath. Fact checked. But don't take my word for it or Lincoln Fela's pre-recorded word for it. Here's Scott Jennings on CNN. CNN of all places. CNN is the worst. Fine, but here they are throwing the challenge flag at Kamala's claim. Clip seven. Everybody involved in this says this is completely a fabricated issue. And yet look how quickly Kamala Harris jumped on it. So the fact that this is her best moment, a fabricated matter, is pretty ridiculous. Think about that, okay? It's fabricated. She's jumping in there and lying. They're not teaching that slavery is beneficial. They're not teaching that the Civil War didn't happen. Okay, and to be clear, if we were going to have an honest conversation about our history, should probably point out that the Democrats were the party of slavery. He knows what he's talking about. Okay, but we're not having that conversation. The Democratic pitch on history is that people are still oppressed to this very day because of the Republicans, the party of Abraham Lincoln. That's actually what Kamala Harris is out there pushing. She is a fraud, a phony, a woman without a moral core, a regular two-faced, mealy-mouthed politician who swings with the wind. And this is why they're polling where they are. There are a lot of people that actually respond to the race card. That's why the Democrats get sucked into it. Like with the Jason Aldean story. Jason Aldean doesn't once in the song, try that in a small town, call out race. He calls out carjacking. He calls out robbing old women at gunpoint. But for some reason, the Democrats responded as if, well, he must be talking to black people. Which, in a roundabout way, sort of kind of makes you think the Democrats associate crime with black people. How else do you arrive at this conclusion? He's not singing to a specific race. And to be clear, as Charles McBee expertly stated on the show Friday... Okay, this Democratic mindset of just constantly telling black people what to get mad about, thinking for them, it's really patronizing to the black community. That's why they're losing support. But also this idea that black people don't live in small towns and take pride in their communities is also really insulting. Wow, he's clearly catering to the whites. They're the only ones that want to stop crime. Really? But every time the Democrats try to make a connection with minorities, they establish that they don't have one. That's why you wound up with that f hilarious moment 
where Jill Biden showed up in San Antonio, called them breakfast tacos, and said they were you as unique as the Bogodas. <laughs> Bogodas is what she called bodegas. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. So the problem you're having in this moment is that we're back to this game of perpetual race baiting because there's not really a policy they can sell. So now it becomes vote Democrats because the Republicans are claiming to be pro-slavery. Wait, what? Like, is nothing beneath us in our politics? It really is embarrassing that we've gotten to this place where people have no regard. Because I understand there's a lot of stupid people out there that really do believe we're still racist. I don't doubt there are racist people. But you can't be a systemically racist, white supremacist nation and elect a black president ever, let alone twice. It's like how many people have to come forward as elected officials and call us racist? They themselves the black people in office. Kamala Harris is your first black vice president. And she's here to tell you, well, you know, the whole country's racist. How the hell did you get in? Was it the fact that we remembered that Biden didn't actually, he did go out and eulogize a Klan member in the 70s, Robert Byrd, but I don't think that's why people voted for Biden. I think people voted for Biden because they were stupid. That's true. That is true. I mean, I don't know. They just didn't like Trump. Nobody. That's the point. Nobody voted for Biden. They voted against Trump is the point. OK, and what's happening this time around for the Democrats is they're again desperately trying to vote and give you something to vote for that you are against. That's the point. The Democrats need you to vote for something uh, that you are against because there's no world where you can look around at the state of the country and be for them. And I'm out here in the real world, and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. I enjoyed it. It was an unbelievably interesting experience. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Going to be wrapping with Texas Representative Wesley Hunt in the next break. Right now, Dan is batting leadoff in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Yo, Dan. Hey, Jimmy. How you doing? I'm doing, man. I'm basically almost back in one piece after my time in Michigan. That was a rowdy state. It was, and I was there. I was the guy in the uh, U.S. flag shirt that uh, <laughs> got to take pictures <laughs> with you after the show. Yes, you were. So you met Kennedy, too. Uh, did, yeah. you, did you get to meet Tudor Dixon in the audience? I I didn't speak with her, but we kind of nodded heads to each other as we were passing. But oh. yeah, she was there, and it was awesome. Oh. And so were a lot of other people. So <laughs> uh, Lucy, I, I, don't underst- I don't understand where Lucy's coming from, brother. You 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 did pretty good there. Um, <laughs> it wasn't a complete sellout, but I would say there was pretty darn good amount of people. That there. was not that was nine hundred in a room that sat like eleven or something like that. It was a good number. Yeah, but yeah. Uh... so. Now, outside of that, I was skeptical when we bought tickets. Uh-huh. Uh, I was like, you know, this guy's into politics. He's pretty funny on the radio, but how funny is he going to be in, in person? And mm-hmm. Kennedy, too. Mm-hmm. You guys are hilarious. Oh, I couldn't man. believe how much uh, I laughed and had a good time. Oh, thanks, brother, and man. So, uh, so, yeah. So, can I get in on the poll? <laughs> yeah, of course. Who do you got? All right. So, if everybody wants a laugh, I would say Christy, but then I wouldn't be telling the <laughs> truth. So. But uh, now, for real, 
I, I really, I really, my heart wants to say Trump and uh, have DeSantis be the VP so he gets another eight. Mm-hmm. But my worry is that who will independents vote for? And I think we need them in the next election to actually pull it off. Yeah. Uh, so in my true heart, I really, really, really like Vivek. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if he has the uh, poll to get anywhere. Yeah, I don't know. So where does that leave you? Trump? Yeah, I'm 50-50 on Trump and DeSantis. And once we get some uh, uh, debates, uh-huh. and, and, and that may sway, and I hope it does. But, I mean, what do you think? Do you think uh, we need to pull the independent vote as much as well, as we do? They and definitely do. you think do. Trump can do it? Well, no, I don't think he can. I, I think I think the, the God's honest truth is Tim Scott's the most formidable guy in the general but he has the steepest climb in the primary because Trump is Trump and DeSantis has a little more name recognition. But I think you're going to be surprised. I think Tim Scott is going to pass DeSantis sooner than anybody realizes because they're they're throwing money behind him, which means the smart people within the party see that he's connecting with voters, his personality better than DeSantis's is. And that stuff matters in the primaries. Um, when it gets to the general, this is the problem, man. It's the Democrats are going to hit Trump with everything known to man. And I don't know yeah. if the average independent voter is as tuned in as the average hardened conservative voter happens to be. Meaning if you are following politics day in and day out for the last four years, you realize they've done Trump awfully dirty, awfully dirty. And at that point, yeah, and at that point, it kind of takes the negative stigma away from the idea of voting for him. But what a lot of casual consumers, you know, kind of believe is that Trump is the guy the Democrats say he is. When in truth, Trump, Trump's the guy that made their streets safer and their taxes lower and kept them out of a war, which, to be honest with you, are good things, you know. But most people right. don't most people don't know that. So I think it's going to be a battle. Uh, I don't know who the hell is going to win this primary, but if it's Tim Scott and he does, it'll be my favorite year of my life watching the Democrats try <laughs> to call a black man a white supremacist because they will. And it'll yep, be amazing will. to watch, you know, so I, I, selfishly. I, I guess yeah. you have a point there with I, I think if you sell lies long enough, mm-hmm. the lies almost become truth. Yep. And and that is unfortunate because most Americans have to work uh, their tails off in order to get by and don't have as much time to dedicate to what we really need to is what our country needs right now is uh, good leadership. Amen. Great call, Dan. I'll see you next time we're in town. All right, man. There he goes. Really quickly, Linda is in Dallas. They're very efficient there. Linda! Hi. Hey, girlfriend. Can you hear me? I can hear you well. We have 40 seconds, but I know you have a good, smart point, so take it away. (laughs) All right. So, White Trump. Mm -hmm. Let's go for it. He's a fighter. He's exposed the underbelly of the deep state. He has endured all the investigations. He doesn't drink or do drugs. He doesn't just climb stairs well, but he builds them. (laughs) Oh, no. No, you peaked right there. Don't go any further, Linda. She talks about Joe Biden walking up the stairs. I got to cut her off before she mentions riding a bike. There it is. If ever there was some suave intro music, that was it right there. And if ever there was a guest who deserved it, superstar representative from the 38th Congressional District of Texas, Representative Wesley Hunt in the house. Hey, man. 
you know what? When you say suave music, that brings a real smile to my face. It warms my soul. You are exactly right. And I love being introed just like that. <laughs> well, you know what it is? You would, you would be the only superhero that showed up with a bottle of champagne in one hand. <laughs> that's a look. We could make that movie. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a movie I would go see. I don't need a guy in a cape, a guy with superpowers, but he has a bottle of champagne. Are you telling me you wouldn't watch that? Of course I'd watch it. Bottle of champagne, three-piece suit, suave music. I'm liking this. I'm liking this. Yeah, we haven't talked about this, but you know how they keep saying they want to make a black James Bond? How are you not in yeah. the hunt for this? Bro, you know what? You know what you just said, too? In the hunt. That's my last name. Thank you. Absolutely, being a hunt for this. Yo, you could be you could be double O seven and seven. You know what? I cannot wait. I can't wait to tell Byron Donald this that you, sir, want me to be the next Black James Bond. Oh, oh, happier. But if you tell him that, there's going to be a fight on the show because I think he thinks he is James Bond. He talks a lot of smack. He was on Friday. He talks a lot of smack. You know, BD with his whole swag meter and everything like that. Uh, Here we go. Come on, Here man. We go. Come on. We need to unite the party right now, Hunt. Can you put your Hollywood aspirations to the side till we get through the election? 18 months. 18 months, and then I'm Black James Bond. <laughs> I love this. This is amazing. <laughs> this is amazing, you guys. Oh, my goodness. So, listen, there's so much to get to really quick. I know you followed some of this testimony last week and the whistleblower stuff. I mean, from where you sit, are people are people on the Republican side of the House talking about the potential to impeach either A, Biden, or B, Garland? Oh, yeah. yeah. This, uh, this conversation actually is coming up pretty frequently. Uh, it's coming up every day. No one, no one has committed exactly yeah. to to actually impeaching Biden quite yet. But I can assure you that if this comes across my desk, uh, sign me up. Um, I am somebody, Jimmy, that feels like impeaching Biden actually may rally the left. Mm-hmm. And this is the uh, yeah. the worst president that we have seen in modern history. He has the lowest approval rating in modern history. Kamala Harris has the lowest approval rating for any vice president in the history of this country. And Dick Cheney shot somebody. That's how bad she's doing. Okay. So I kind of don't want to give them any arrows to put in their quiver. I want President Trump to run against the lowest approval rated president and vice president in modern history because that's going to increase our chances of winning. But I was speaking with President Trump a couple of days ago. You want to know what he said? He said, Wesley, I get that. But at some point, sometimes, don't you think he deserves it? And the answer is yes, he does. <laughs> this is the most this is the most corrupt president we've seen since Nixon in, in, in modern history. And you yeah. know what? He has earned the right to be impeached. I think we should do it. Oh, I love this. Uh, if you're just joining us, Black James Bond is on the phone, uh, otherwise known as <laughs> Wesley Hunt, <laughs> 007 and 7. Uh, <laughs> the best. But here's what's so funny about this whole thing. It's like the two guys who come forward and testify, the whistleblowers. Okay, the first one I self-identifies as a gay Democrat. These are guys that were members of the IRS's international tax evasion team. So it's not like we we brought in two guys that were on season nine of Celebrity Apprentice, which is how the media is treating them. These are guys that have actually worked cases like this in the past and are openly testifying to the fact that the fix was in when it came to investigating Hunter. So my concern is, you know, getting past the politics of whether it helps the Democrats, hurts the Democrats. uh, You know, are we in a position where it could potentially hurt the country uh, to have the Bidens in there, knowing that it really would appear they're compromised. 
So what this exposes is something that we speak about just about weekly in the Judiciary, in the judiciary Committee hearings, mm-hmm. and that is this notion of this two-tiered justice system. Mm-hmm. You, you, know, you know, Jimmy, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we found cocaine in the White House. <laughs> cocaine. Uh-huh. And we know who's cocaine it was, <clears throat> Hunter Biden. We know that. <laughs> but, but at the end of the day, they still dismissed the case. They dismissed the investigation. They said they weren't able to find the culprit. And what is the most secure location on planet Earth? And you can't tell me whose bag of cocaine that was. Uh-huh. And the American public is watching this, and they're sick of it. Yeah. And they know that if that would have been Don Jr.'s bag of cocaine, if that would have been any other president's and their family bag of cocaine, it'd be all over the news, plastered everywhere, and they would know exactly whose it was. Yeah, they- what these IRS whistleblowers are doing mm-hmm. is they are pointing out this two-tier justice system, and these are patriots, and they don't care about politics. Mm-hmm. They don't care about party. They want the right thing to be done by the American people. Literally, that's why they're doing it. And God bless them for stepping up and putting their lives on the line, really, to point out this hypocrisy. Yeah, because they're re- they're going to hear about it. I mean, they already are. Gary Shapley said it's, you know, kind of the worst thing he ever did with his life was come forward. But it's the best at the same time, the best thing for the country. But it is fascinating to think, OK, we obviously know they could figure out whose coke it was. And yes, it probably was Hunter's. Uh, but I mean, in Vegas, it's like even money. Like you can go to the Mirage right now and bet whose coke it was, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think it's like even I think it's like even money if it, if it was hunters. Right. But uh, but the truth is, like they tell you, they they you know, they can wrap up a cocaine investigation, which, by the way, is not a cocaine investigation. It is a mysterious white powder in the White House situation. And they're telling me, yeah, we can wrap that up in a week. But on a tax evasion charge, the IRS needed upwards of five years so they could run out the clock on the statute of limitations, which is what they did. I mean, that's essentially what they're testifying to is a tax evasion case. They can wrap up in an hour and a half. But this one took five years. Like, who's buying that? Is anyone buying that? But five years with account information of five to ten million dollars clearly going to the to, to the to the crime Biden family, yeah. the, the, and the, the evidence is right here in front of us. And I think right now President Biden may have some presidential privilege, but at the end of the day, this stuff was happening before he was the president. Thanks. He was a vice president and was a senator at the time. So I, I think that I think that people, the American public, are now seeing a lot of this. And I always go back to elections having consequences. Did he be impeached? Yes, yesterday. The whistleblowers are not lying. Mm -hmm. We have the documentation. We know how millions of dollars flowed through this family through Hunter Biden via Burisma. We know all these things. The most important thing we can do at this point in 2024 is the American public, we the people, the Vox Populi, to vote these people out of office. That's our job. It's our job to convey how corrupt this family is, and then we give the people the opportunity to make a choice. Imagine and I think that. in 2024, we're going to make the right choice. Oh, Hunt feels good. All right, so we have two bets in Vegas now. Hunter's Coke, Republicans win in 2024. This is good. Yeah, people, yes. You, you, call yes. Him, you call into the show, folks. You figure out how to bet. <laughs> you figure out who's going to be in your next favorite Hollywood franchise. You learn Wesley a lot. Hunt, Wesley Hunt. The first black bond, yes. Add that too, please. That's I'm hot. Like too. Will you? Okay, because if you're really going to change the game, right? And you're really going to, you know, you're going to be black, James Wan. Would you uh, consider my pink sport coat that I wore on Fox News Saturday night? 
So probably not, but I oh, would change hot. my drink. And and, and I hold on, and I, I because I saw I saw it and and it and it, and it was nice. But I mean, if I'm going to be the black James Bond. I got to do something classic. So I'm no longer going to like my martini, shaken, not stirred. Uh. I want my Hennessy, shaken, <laughs> and not stirred. I mean, let's just go, let's just go full in here, okay? Is, are you gonna, you're telling me James Bond's going to drink a 40? I think it's my greatest thing no, in the world. No, I didn't say 40. I said Hennessy. <laughs> We love this. This, this is this is amazing. This is this is the greatest greatest day in the history of the country. Uh, Wesley Hunt, listen, I get a lot of pull in Hollywood. Okay, now uh, granted, it's Hollywood, Florida, but the point is, I'm gonna make some I'm gonna make some moves because I, I I need make this to happen. Calls. Make some calls. All right, rock and roll. We'll talk again soon, brother. Be well. Yeah, brother. Thank you. See God you in bless the set. You. There he goes, the great Wesley Hunt, uh, who by the way says he would not he would not wear my pink jacket. What an idiot! I'm kidding. Wesley Hunt's the best. He'd be a good James Bond, too. Save this country. You know, Wesley Hunt's a guy who served the country. Guy went, went to West Point. Represents Congress as a black man in Texas and loves to throw the challenge flag on all these race-baiting claims by the left, which, I got to be honest with you, are only going to get louder as we get closer to that election. It's, it's all they got, man. Like, we're at, we're at a point right now where there's not a lot. There's not a lot coming out of the Democratic Party's mouths that says vote for us. It's all vote against those people. That's pretty much the only play being run into the huddle right now. Democrats just call everyone racist so they go along with their stupid ideas. Totally. But that's what we're down to. I mean, that's what this debate started as down in Florida. Kamala Harris came in and was like, oh, they're they're banning teaching of slavery. Then she was confronted with the reality that they weren't. And she goes, well, they're trying to teach that it was good. I'm like, do you want to try again? I mean, she will. But that's one of the reasons why the Republican primary is as contentious as this, is they would expect whoever wins the nomination to crush Biden and Kamala. Now, you know, overnight's a lifetime in politics. Anything can happen. But there is no way. Like, if you are a betting man, there is no way you look at Biden and you look at Kamala and you go, oh, these guys, they got it in the bag. This is a this is a sharp squad right here. You know the guy that gets lost when he leaves the stage? No, no, this guy's good. I'm telling you, honey, we got to bet him. You know the woman who laughs for no reason to be in the middle of a serious moment and all of a sudden Woody Woodpecker grabs the microphone? <laughs> <laughs> it's scary. But only one person gets to run against Trump uh, excuse me, against Biden and Kamala. Clara is in New Jersey. She has a take on who she might pull the lever for. Yo, Clara. Hello, Jimmy. Hey, girlfriend. How you living? I'm living good. Right. And um, I would have to vote Trump. And I would have to say a year ago, maybe I was on the fence. I was like, you know, just whoever can, you know, in, you know, in, put in the, the Trump policies. That's who, you know, I'll vote for. But anybody can. I mean, mm. you can. Anybody yeah. can put the Trump policies back into play. Yep. Where my major concern is, is five words. Mm-hmm. Russia, China, Ukraine, North Korea. Mm-hmm. Of all the people, Trump is a man who has a reputation with dealing with them, has a history, understands it, and, you know, I'm not living with my head up, Mike Feaster. Yeah. We, China is going to pounce. Mm-hmm. Like everything they're doing and have been doing yeah. is because they're ready. Their military is larger than ours. 
they're spying on us. They're buying up our land. They're but, buying up the ports. They're building a military but, but base. But let me just jump in really quick and cut you off because their military sure. is getting bigger than ours. But have you seen the pronouns we're using in the military now? I mean, Clara, <laughs> would, you, would, you, would you want to battle these pronouns? I mean, these are tough. You, okay. Very, very valid point uh, there, Jimmy. Our, very... wind, our wind-powered army tanks are going to show them a thing or two. <laughs> <laughs> Clara, oh amazing. Gosh. We'll do it again soon, girlfriend. Thanks. Okay. There you go. The greatest. Barry, really quick, out in Los Angeles, California. Barry in California has some local analysis that needs to be shared. Yo, Barry. Well, first of all, uh, he's not, Biden's not going to be running by the end of the year. So the thought of can Trump beat Gavin Newsom is going to be the bigger question. Number two, two, the, uh, in regard to the, the, another huge question is going to be, there's going to be a lot of states if 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 uh, Trump is indicted for January 6th, a lot of states are going to be starting to say that they're not going to put Trump on the ballot due mm-hmm. to the 14th Amendment, mm-hmm. which also might change things. And finally, in regard to DeSantis Trump, mm-hmm. the best thing for DeSantis is if Trump does not show up for the first debate. Gives him a bigger platform to be heard and make the case DeSantis that he's a Trump. needs to knock baggage. down the people below him. Yeah. DeSantis needs to get his overall numbers up first. So he needs yeah, to the, you're right. The, the only way he could close a gap on Trump is if he consolidates the support that's behind him. And he hasn't been exactly. able to do it yet. No, it's good analysis. But you say Newsom's the nominee. There's no way. Look at Biden. How can Biden be running in in over a year? I love it's this. Just, I, I, there's I don't, no way. I don't like the shape that I, Biden is in, but I love the idea of Newsom running. There's two things I love. Okay, I love Tim Scott as a nominee purely because they'll call him a white supremacist as a black man, and it will become cartoonishly funny. But the idea of Newsom running because in all honesty, every Republican campaign commercial is just going to be footage of California. You don't need an ad. You don't need a policy. You don't need a list of things. or any. You just look around. You know what I'm saying? And uh, yeah, but, he'd be in bad shape. Hey, I, I, I live here. I despise Newsom. I'm, that, that's going to backfire on the, on yes. the Republicans. Yeah. Uh, why, why you say? Because you think he's just a good – you think he's a good candidate? No, no he's a gre- greasy slime ball, but the heat – he believes in everything. He he will, he will do whatever the progressives want. Oh yeah, no, he'll transition before this is over. That yeah, I don't doubt yeah. it. So no, good call, good analysis, Barry. I'm going to lose you, but thank you. Listen, but if Barry's words are prophetic and Newsom is the nominee, that would be my favorite thing in the world. The Democrats trot out a guy who's governed so poorly. You now can't rent a U-Haul to get out of the state because there's a waiting list. <laughs>
Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We'll be right back. So earlier in the show, Kamala Harris claimed that Ron DeSantis was putting forth a curriculum that said slavery was beneficial to the black community. That is a fact check false. So says a black man, Dr. William Allen, who helped author the curriculum. The only criticism I've encountered so far is a single one that was articulated by the vice president and which was an error as i stated in my response to the vice president it was categorically false it was never said that slavery was beneficial to africans what was said and anyone who reads this will see this with clarity it is the case that africans proved resourceful resilient and adaptive and were able to develop skills and aptitudes which served to their benefit, both while enslaved and after enslavement. So what he's saying to Kamala Harris is, You are so full of sh-. It's amazing, though, that this is all they have. Yo, we're like a year and a half away from the actual election, and we're really going to be sitting here just playing this dumb card again and again. And again. Can somebody send in a new playbook? I got another show to do tomorrow. Come on, man. Uh, I'll catch you tonight on Waters World. You guys were fantastic. Thanks for all the calls. We're out of here. Cudlow on Fox Business is now on the go for podcast fans. Get key interviews with the biggest business newsmakers of the day. The Cudlow Podcast will be available on the go after the show every weekday at foxbusinesspodcasts.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.